Bearded Monkey here for The Razor's Edge. Today I'm talking to John Badger, the man, the myth, the legend behind Badgerfest, uh, which is fast turning into probably one of the most anticipated events of the year, man. So congratulations. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm good, mate, yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, just plodding along and working from home and, you know, just trying to get... Well, let's hope I can do some gigs this year. <laughs> <laughs> hoping, hoping, hoping. Uh, whether it's putting on a gig or actually playing one. <laughs> yeah, man. You're, you're somebody who has your fingers in a lot of pies, genuinely. I can kind of see your name like in lots of different projects and things like that. Um, tell us about some of the things that you've had going on recently, man. Yeah, so, of course, I mean, for anyone who's watching, uh, I mean, I, I run or operate a festival called Badgerfest, um, and uh, I'm a musician as well, so I'm a, I'm a drummer, um, and I've played, I played in sort of quite a few bands over the years, so in various different styles, different genres as well. So, um, so yeah, uh, whether it's, you know, being in a full-time band or uh, being a live session player or a recording player, so, um, yeah, I've been helping out some bands recently. We can, we can sort of go into detail about that as well so but yeah definitely i'm always always busy yeah. uh, you know always got my finger on the pulse if you like <laughs> <laughs> is, is it just is it just something that you you're like you know you, you like to dabble in different areas of the music industry to find out where you fit or is it you know you just go oh that, that, that there's like an opportunity oh I'll, I'll take that sort of thing um i personally i mean i like to be able to try and you know try and do as much as i can because i think the more things you try and hit up uh, or the more areas you try and get yourself involved in, then definitely the more experience you get and the more wealth of knowledge you're able to, to come across to, you know, to, to get from it, which means then you can use that knowledge, um, uh, not saying to your own advantage, but ultimately to, you know, to, to do something for yourself. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, when I, when I first set up Badgerfest, before even um, I put the event on or, you know, actually, you know, uh, put it out anything on like on social media saying you know there's an event coming up sort of thing mm. i spoke to a number of promoters some of them you probably know so i spoke to unfortunately it's not around anymore but uh steve dixon from mammothfest yeah. um i spoke to uh, jay mcguire who does you know hrh and uh, breaking bands and then there was um simon yarwood as you probably know simon yeah. Um, and I just spoke to these guys really, just to say, you know, back in 2016, it was just an idea that you know came came forward to myself. Uh, a lot of people said, look, you know, when all the bands you've been in, you you you've always been the guy who's been booking all the gigs for all the bands and and organising everything, and you know maybe have you ever thought about putting your own gig on sort of thing? Mm. And uh, you know, someone hinted the the, the the joke name of Badgerfest, for example. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I spoke to these guys, you know, asked them for advice. It wasn't a case of you know trying to find out their tricks or their trade. It was kind of you know, if you're giving someone some advice, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give? And they, 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 they gave quite good sort of consensus advice, which is, you know, don't don't start off too big, you know, understand the bands you want to put on, mm. uh, you know, get the right decent size venue, make the ticket price affordable, and ultimately make sure you promote it, mm. you know. Um, and these are just some of the things that I sort of took away from. And before, as I said, Bob, before putting out to the public, I sort of asked them and said, look, you know, I know it may be a, potentially another festival that might be on the, on the, on the scene, but you know, would would anyone be interested in in this? And would any bands be interested in playing? And you know, the the response was was very overwhelming. So I, I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go, and we'll see what happens. And 
here we are four years later. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, obviously, Badger Fest started in 2017, your first one, wasn't it? Um, and that was a one-day event at the Star and Garter with uh, the mighty Crystaller, uh, Chris, I can never pronounce that flipping name, Crystaller, <laughs> headlining. <laughs> it's one of those things, I always get it in my head, and I always go to say it, and then my flipping tongue just will not let me say it. <laughs> um, first year sellout, man. Uh, great start to a new a new venture, really. Um, yeah. So, was it always was Badgerfest always gonna like you know expand or was it, you know uh, you know was it were you thinking um, okay I'm just gonna do it as a, as a one day festival or or is a lot there's the beast grown sort of thing and uh, I, I definitely said a lot so yeah I definitely said that, that, that you know that the beast has grown because you know originally it was just a, a one day event we'll see how it goes and uh, and we'll take it from there really but ultimately even on the day. There were many people on the day saying, you know, this is great, man. This, I, 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 you know, considering it's a new event, it's you know, it's well organised. There was people, you know, they, they, it was busy from the start, so it means that the opening bands got a crowd, which you know, which I know was always daunting because I, I mean, I've played many gigs where I've gone and I'm still I'm playing to the sound guy, you know, so you know, there's nothing worse, but. Um, yeah, the, the response was really good, and so many people saying, "Have you thought about doing Badger Fest too? And I was like, "Well, let's see how this one pans out first, and maybe we'll look at it." Um, but no, the, the people wanted it; they, they, they wanted another event. So, yeah. and as a result, you know, did Badger Fest two, which is at Rebellion, and because of the floor space it had there, and I'd seen other gigs planned uh, done there with two stages. I thought I'll take the punt and put on two stages. Mm. You know, keep it more interactive, keep it fast paced. Yeah. You know, and put about fifteen bands over the course of a whole day. Yeah. Um, it was last year's uh, at the bread shed as well, over a Friday evening and then a, a sort of Saturday, and then it's kind of blossomed and bloomed from there, really. Mm. Um, and um, I think what makes it successful is the people who want to go. Yeah. You know, because if they don't buy the tickets and are ultimate, then there's no festivals put on at all. Do you, um, do you think it's kind of knowing knowing your fan base, sort of thing, really? Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, I think I think it helped. Uh, you know, I mean, I come from a, I mean, not musically. I mean, musically, I come from a quite broad spectrum of different music. It doesn't necessarily mean I play it all. Um, you know, but in terms of the, the music I played, you know, in the bands I've been in over the years as well, uh, it's it's been the metal scene. So I kind of thought, well, that's where I can need to hit up, and because. I know a lot of the bands in the scene as well. I know who the guys who are able to... Not necessarily about plugging crowds, because that's not always necessary. It's a, it, what I think is most important is about bands who can perform well yeah. in front of the crowd. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's nice if a band, band can pull a lot of people, uh, but it isn't necessarily what I look for. What I look for, really, is, is a band that can entertain, a uh, band who's professional, mm. you know, and ultimately they're, they're, they're likely to leave memories with, with fans yeah. to a point that... You know, because what I think is very important is the fans, the, you know, getting them to see something new, something fresh, new, and exciting. Mm. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you do see quite a lot of events. You might have seen, you know, you might have seen it yourself, and I think they rely on heavily on a lot of the same bands yeah. uh, because they think, well, I'll just put the same bands on, they'll pull the crowd in, and people will turn up. And you know, it's it's more about them making money off the side of it. Where at the moment, for me, it's not. It's more about you know, building the name, building the brand, um, and letting the name do, you know, all of the, the, the festival do its, what it's meant to do, yeah. which is to pull the people in. Um, but at the same time as well, uh, you know, give something new to the people to turn up as well, you know, and build build um, to a point where, you know, more and more people want to come along, you know, so, yeah. yeah. 
Awesome, man. Hey, I, th- I think you touched on it earlier, but uh, just where, where, where did the name Badgerfest come from? Was it just that random, like, you know, or, or was it? I'm John Badger on Facebook, and um, it was. It started from at the end of 2016. I did like a like a, I would say a mini tour, five dates with uh, when I was in was uh, I was in a band called Impavidus, mm-hmm. and uh, we did a tour with uh, with Dare Fired from from St Helens and, uh, and God Shaped Devil, yeah. and we did like four or five dates, and I organised it all. And uh, on the last the laughing is on the last night, you know they were all sort of saying, oh, it's been really well well run, well put together. You know, there's no surprises. And then again, someone said, oh, you should just do your own and maybe cut your own festival. Like, so, great, just call it Badger Fest or something. Do you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, oh, right, okay. So it, the, the, the name sort of lingered for a couple of days, you know, a couple of weeks. And then I, I thought, I sat down and thought, you know what, I'll give this a go, hmm. you know. And I thought, it'll either work or it'll fail, but without knowing, without giving it a go, then I won't know, will I? Hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So, well, well, I mean, to be honest, because you, you've, you've kind of had your branding for Badger Fest, like the, 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 the Badger itself. Uh, yes. from, from the get-go, really, from the start, yeah. um, and it's always, you know, all, all the imagery that's ever come out of, of Badgerfest has always been of high quality. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, it, uh, for me, especially like coming from like a band, a lot of time I did used to judge the gigs based upon the, the poster to start off with. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you've got your lineup, yeah, great, but then you've got your, your branding and the image, and that really shows if somebody's serious in it for the long haul. For, for me. Um, yeah. Do you think that marketing and good, uh, sorry, good branding and good marketing uh, leads to a successful event? Yeah, absolutely, because I think you know you need to separate yourself from others. Because, like you said, you can put the you can put the best lineup in the world on. Now, if you don't have a, a good sort of strong identity branding behind it, like when you look at, I'm not going to mention any specific promoters, but. There's promoters out there, for example, when you see their name as a tagline, it's like, you know, that this person's putting this gig on. Mm. You know, they, you can kind of generally get an idea of what what they're like as a, as a promoter. You're like, look, I know it'd be a good gig because they're putting it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, again, it's building that name. But also, brand identity is very good as well because, again, as I said, it separates you from from other event organisers, you know, other events, other festivals, you know, that sort of thing as well. And I, I think it's very, very important. And what I like to be able to do is, it's changed the colour scheme each year of the posters as well because yeah, I think if you're looking for something something to too long, yeah. you get bored. And uh, and that's that's the kind of the the influence. I mean, I work, I, you know, John Pedley, for example, from Pedley Art, which you probably think you work with, or you know, you you, you know, awesome work. Uh, I think we did some work on uh, some yeah, left rest stuff, didn't he, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So John's very good at sort of taking on ideas and being able to put pen to paper. Do you know what I mean? I know I've worked with John since day one on on Badger Fest. I mean, he, he didn't create the the logo. Someone else created the logo for me. But it was originally when I was <laughs> when I was trying to put the first Badger Fest on. I had no idea about how to put a poster together. And as you described there, beginningly, yeah. I literally had a poster of some uh, some picture that I found. I thought it looked cool, yeah. and I tried to throw the logos on. Do you know what I mean? In the best possible way, with my unique skills of Photoshop, <laughs> um, to a point where John says, uh, he turned around, he said, "Look, it's what I do as a job. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a graphic artist. Um, do you need some help with it, sort of thing?" And um, you know, since then our relationship's blossomed uh, because of that. Yeah. You know, and I don't think I don't I don't ever see myself working with anyone else because we both understand each other, and he's always he's always really happy to help. 
And one thing, because he comes from a, a graphic artist and a branding background as well, mm. he knows the importance of obviously ensuring that you know each, each post that we do stands out. So each lineup he stands out as well, and it's 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 its own year, it's its own lineup, and it's its own poster. Mm. You know, so if you set them sort of side by side, you know, you can really tell the difference. But what's what's been really good as well is to see these posters side by side from year one to year four, which unfortunately I know year four has not particularly happened, it's going to be next year yeah. but you've got to see the evolution and not only just the evolution as well, obviously more bands but, and I don't like to use the word quality because quality was there from day one yeah. with the band, but in terms of the broad spectrum of bands wanting to be, to be on Badgerfest yeah. so, you know, the, the amount of applications that I got uh, last year for bands wanting to appear mm. Um, you know, it's massively overwhelming because then, you know, I thought, unfortunately, I'm the one who has to sit down and go through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but again, that's that's just part of the parcel. I think, as he said, if you create a good brand and uh, and uh, you promote well and you you push an event, then ultimately everyone's going to go, oh, I might not have to go with that, or I won't mind appearing at that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, having your own brand identity is is is, is definitely something. And only just recently, I've actually just had it all, uh, fully trademarked as well. Yeah. So uh, it, went, it was official about two weeks ago. Cool, man. Uh, you, you, you just sort of mentioned, obviously, the application phase and things like that. Yeah. Is, is it just you that, that goes through every, applica- every application? At the moment, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and kind of when, when you're going through... Do you, you know, what, what's your what's your thought process? Is it, are you are you looking for bands that you know, or are you just looking for like a genre, or what what what's kind of what what are you looking at? What what genre wise? I don't. Um, I no genre wise. Uh, no, if I if I think something sounds cool or I think it looks cool, then I'll sh- I'll put the list. You know, but I'll create a short list. Mm. And then go through another that. And sometimes I do get help from other guys, from other people. I'll, there's like Danny from Prognosis. I'll ask his opinion mm. because we worked together at GC, uh, Grand Central in Manchester. So you know he worked with a lot of bands and sound engineered quite a lot of bands as well. So it's good to have someone else's sort of out, out, outside perspective on a particular band. If I say, you know, do you think these are cool? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Whatever. Um, but the kind of things I always say on the application, the kind of things I look for is basically one presentation of, of, of a band, having a good having a good social media presence. Um, good quality songs. Uh, they don't necessarily have to be the best recorded because I sometimes I understand that not all bands have the relevant budgets or don't have the budgets there yeah. to be able to get best recordings. So that I think what I mainly look for is a good live video hmm. because the live video is literally going to tell me everything that I need to know about that band. Hmm. Because you can sound amazing on CD. You know, because any day it's you know you all record separately or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and the engineer can make you sound you know a million dollars. But I think ultimately it's the, it's the live side. You know, can you move on stage? You know, are you going to be staring at your shoes the whole time? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Are you a sort of one that's likely to engage? Now there, there are some bands that don't engage with the audience at all, mm. but will still bring uh, an atmosphere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there, for example, there was a band last year called uh, Five of the Hero Orphan mm. uh, or Hero Orphan, <laughs> and they're uh, what you class as a doom jazz fusion band yeah. <laughs> uh, with you know with saxophones and do you know what I mean that kind of stuff as well. And I came across their video. I've heard of the band before, and I was literally flicking through Facebook and I saw this video, and I couldn't stop watching it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And when they actually play Badgerfest as well, and they don't speak, they don't they don't speak to the audience at all. They don't interact. They're not that type of band. Yeah. But because they had, they had visuals as well. And everyone walked away going, actually, they're one of my favourite bands. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
I understand that Badger Fest is predominantly known as a metal festival, but you know, ultimately, as as it's going by now, I want it to just be known as a music festival. It doesn't have to be genre specific. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, there are plans to you know to widen that genre because I want to be able to get people to experience different types of music, mm. not just metal. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know if yourself, I don't know if you know outside of metal you listen to anything else or anything obscure or. You know anything that's like your, uh, you know, secret obsession that you don't tell anyone about? It's random, man. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my Spotify is so random. <laughs> well, that's good. Though, you know what I mean? So that's good because it's again, you don't necessarily have to listen to the same thing. And yeah. uh, you know, being a musician like yourself, you know, like you, um, you know, um, can definitely have its influences that way as well. Because you know, by listening to stuff, you bring different stuff into the band, and you know, but. Um, yeah, so I think for, you know, when, when applications come through, because, you know, what, what thing I also like to do is, right, for every band that applies, because I've applied for festivals, you've probably applied for festivals, and you never get a response. Yeah. So you never actually have any idea, did they look at my, did they look at my email, did they have to check us out? Yeah. You know, are we in the bin pile, are we in the shortlist pile, you know, whatever. And I respond to every single email. Yeah. You know, and whether that's to say, unfortunately, it's bad news, uh, but it's not. It's not a case of bad news. It's a case of it's not this year. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be. You know, it's not going to be never. Keep going. Keep applying for festivals. You know, keep getting experience. And then there'll be some bands. I'll say, look, I'm shortlisting you. Or there'll be some bands. I'm saying, I'd like to invite you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I feel if everyone takes the time to actually put an application in, I think it's only fair that they get a response. Mm. You know? And I think that's where the respect comes in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously, that, that, that's that's kind of where the name grows and things like that, isn't it? That, yeah. That, that, that they at least, least know they know, know they've been heard and things like yeah, that. Uh, yeah. But, um, kind of obviously, you know, this year really. Sorry, the cat's in the way. <laughs> uh, this year's kind of um had a screw uh, a screw um, had obviously a big a big change with obviously COVID coming in things like that um, now kind of before this uh, with events and things like that and I kind of wanted to get your get your opinion on it people used to um, blame a lot of events failing on fans not turning up and things like that um, I personally feel yeah. that obviously it's it, anybody that's involved in an event whether it's a band venue promoter manager things like that it's everybody's responsibility to make sure that that people turn up to those gigs um yeah. i kind of wanted to know you know you know obviously what what your thoughts were really do you feel that so many events are struggling nowadays because uh of fans or, or what why, why do you feel that uh you know it's it, it you know uh, if you want my if you want my honest opinion yeah it's work ethic yeah now what i mean by that is now don't get it wrong if you're if you're promoting a fairly decent big band mm. a promoter really doesn't have to do that much because if they're well known then of course people will buy tickets and it's just a case of just all you do is plugging away to you know you know the odd the odd time just to remind people don't get your tickets or these are the stage times or do you know what I mean, whatever or you know put this, you know check this band out who's the opening band or whatever and that's kind of you know majority of the time uh you know that'll be fine and that'll work out now in terms of the underground, I, th- I found it's much harder. And I think for the people who work in underground or are a promoter, um, seriously deserve a, ro- a lot of recognition because in order an event to be successful, they-, they have to spend a lot of hours. Now, I've seen many people thinking that they can just share an event, mm. like a, a Facebook event, and that'll be enough. Yeah. 
No, and, and, and unfortunately, it's not. Now, you know, what I like to be able to do on so, you know, so, so some of the bigger ones is definitely more old school approach, which is getting out there with flyers and uh, and posters. But you don't really see that anymore. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know what I mean. Um, and of course, there there is a there is an element of of um, a contribution from the bands as well because you know, at the end of the day. If you've got four bands on and you're the promoter, you know, five words, uh, five mouths, if you like, are better than one. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I think it's the mutual respect that you might have with the promoter with the bands that you've got on. And I think if you're a good promoter and they want to be able to play in front of many people, they'll listen to you when obviously you ask them, can you just share this? Can you just post this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They'll quite happily do it for you. Um, but if you as a promoter are not willing to do that yourself, then they will not do that either. And unfortunately what happens is, They'll turn up at the event, they'll sound check, and five, ten people walk through the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but also, as well, there is a bit of a knock-on effect in a different way. Because there are so many bands now on the scene, uh, and unfortunately we are seeing um, mm-hmm. venues now being having to close their doors, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's getting to the point now where there's more bands for the amount of venues that we have. Yeah. That makes sense. So, it makes it hard now for a band to get a gig. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, then what a promoter will potentially look at is go, well, you're a brand new band, or you're a band that I've never heard of, versus a band that I know will pull people. So, which one am I likely to go for? Yeah. yeah. So, they're likely to go with a band that's likely to pull. Mm. Right? So, small events like that are probably harder because they are only three or four bands, and obviously they want to try and get as much exposure. The difference with a festival is that you, you can take risks. In, in a certain aspect because if you put on different types of bands or different genres whatever then you're going to get different types of crowds coming in mm. well you know hopefully that'll fit out based on that do you know what I mean but um, yeah so but in answer to your question there I think it's work I think you know in the day if you want to be a promoter and you don't want to be a case of blaming fans then it may be, maybe it's the bands you're choosing mm. maybe it's the bands you work with maybe it's, maybe it's not, it's not it's maybe it's the genre that you're trying to deal with that isn't your strongest point mm. or you're not able to get your message across to punters mm. I, th- I, th- I think location's a big one as well I mean like yeah yeah. I mean to, get, to give you an example uh, like you know Pentrafest for example yeah like Pentrafest great festival and I've played there a few times and so many people said I'd love to go but it's in the middle. It's in the sticks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and God bless them to, you know, Fuzzy and Ian. Uh, you know, they they work really hard to, to you know to pull it off. And I think they, you know, that sometimes the location might let them down. Yeah. You know. So, um, but then you look at stuff like being Mageddon, mm. uh, for example. Which, which, you know, which, which is also in the sticks. It's also in the sticks, but then mm. people tend to go and I think it's really, I think it's because it's definitely more it's definitely got a uh, uh, a sort of a family atmosphere you know a lot of kids go as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I took my daughter there last year <laughs> uh, 2019 yeah I played I, I played there last year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it would have been yeah oh god I can't remember now yeah, yeah it would have been because it was only last couple of pros in shadow yeah <laughs> who, who were you playing with then uh, Frozen in Shadows. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah so, because so, I, th- I think Lefra played on the Saturday, and I think you guys were on the Sunday. Was that right? Sunday, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, yeah man. Um. So obviously, let, let's kind of talk 2020. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, this year you you were set to have the biggest year for Badger Fest with Zentrix uh, and Raging Speed on head, headlining. Two of probably yes. the huge huge names within um, in the UK metal scene. Um, obviously, hasn't quite gone to plan this year, uh, no. but you've now obviously rolled everything over to 2021. Um, yes. What can attendees and fans and bands and things like that that are coming to Badgerfest expect from the next instalment? Well, um, that's a bit, big question to ask. Um, Basically, have, yeah, well, have, you, have you got any plans? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, yeah, to be fair. So, because... The, even though um, this was all going on, people were quite a lot of people who were still buying tickets. Yeah, you know what I mean, and uh, for those who, were not, who weren't able to make next year, they've had a refund, you know, which is which is absolutely fine, you know. So no one's lost out because we, we basically said from day one, you know, if, if anything happens, we're not going to leave anyone stranded. If anyone wants the money back, they'll get the money back. It's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been open and honest with that. We tried to give everyone as much time or notice you know and kept people up to date with obviously what we were what we were doing or what we were planning so um it's not been nothing's been announced of yet but there is going to be something extra special for next year um more of a thank you for those and it's also some as an opportunity for people who've never been to badger fest as well yeah okay so that i think that's it's going to be i put anything out something out today saying from there'll be an announcement on the 3rd of september yeah uh, Wednesday the 3rd of September which we'll go into more detail about some of these extra things that we are going to do do you know what I mean uh, but I think the biggest thing I want, I always like to do at Badgerfest is just uh, I just want everyone to have a good time yeah um, I want everyone to have a good time um, and create memories yeah you know, and that's, that's one of our or my sort of strongest ethos in regards to Badgerfest it's you no know, it's not a case of you know turn up watch a bunch of bands go up yeah. You know, that's not what we're about. It's a, it's a, a, a community-based uh, event. Yeah. You know, we want everyone to turn up, meet new people, uh, meet up with people they've never met with before, you know, have a good drink, mm. buy merch with bands, you know what I mean, watch bands they've never seen before as well. Um, and and won't be able to walk away going, Do you know what, I was there for the whole weekend, I've met a lot of new people, had a good drink, took lots of photos, took lots of videos, do you know what I mean, whatever. Um, and I can't wait to go back to next. I can't wait for next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so far, a lot of people who have been from from year one, or they, they came from year two, whatever. Do you know what I mean? They've all said similar things. And one thing that's nice as well is that um, from a from a fan's perspective, and also the band's perspective as well, they've all said it's so well run yeah. the event. Uh, all the bands go on time. No one ever overruns. Uh, there's no hidden surprises. Uh, the, the crew are exceptional as well, and ensuring that obviously bands have everything they need. And I think there's going to be a question that you're going to come up is basically, you know, what what kind of uh, regards to the event itself. But you know, I think some of the, there are some important things that make a, an event successful compared to others. Mm. You know, and uh, that sort of comes away from experiences from me being a musician as well. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, in terms of obviously what bands to expect. Um, a party yeah yeah simple as that it's going to be a party you know and um, you know two full days so a Saturday and a Sunday with potentially some extra in there thrown in but that's not been disclosed as of yet depending on when this goes out by the way so <laughs> might have <laughs> so uh, yeah <laughs> 
Awesome, man. Nice one. Well, so like it's, it's one of those things, obviously, Badger Fest is just continuing to grow and continuing to impress. Um, I mean, you know, flipping, you talk to anybody around the country and they've heard of Badger Fest, so it's one of those where it's growing oh, good, yeah. and, and, and the name's getting name's getting big. Um, the other side of, obviously, what you do uh, and, and the other quite interesting uh, idea that you had was the, the drumming up change. Uh, and I just yeah. wanted to talk about that, really. Um, so, obviously, you, you, you did all this uh, for charity and you performed in, was it five bands last year? Ten. Ten. I was trying to count, count in my head how many bands you played for. So, just tell me a little bit of the, of, uh, you know, the, where the idea for Drumming Up Change came from. Uh, yeah, sure. Obviously, where, 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 it's, where, you, where you're kind of hoping to go with it. Yeah, so it originally started... Uh, it, Basically, my brother, for example, he suffered with mental health for quite a number of years. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, mental health, uh, post-traumatic stress, suicide, you know, all these sorts of things. Um, um, and so I've seen loads of events, you know, over the years, and I've played events as well for charity. Do you know what I mean? One of them like uh, Wash Against Cancer, do you know what I mean? So we should do for uh, the, the Fat Angel guys, do you know what I mean? And... You know, some charity events are really good, do you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, they, they really sort of put a message out and they really want to do as well as they can for that charity. Yeah. Or whoever they're the money for, you know what I mean? The only stickler I have sometimes is I see a lot of charity events where it's basically, they'll pick 10 bands, the 10 bands turn up and play, and someone goes around with a bucket, and the bit of, you know, kind of a bit of awareness is, you know, it's sort, of, sort of driven up, if you like, and there's some funds raised. Yeah. But I often find them quite boring, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, it, and again, that's nothing to do with anyone who's obviously put these events on because they're doing it for a good cause. And of course, they are trying to, to put a message out. And as I said, they're trying to raise money. But I thought, well, let's try and raise the bar a little bit. Let's try and make it a little bit more interesting. You know, and how, how can we do that? So I thought, well, I'm a drummer. Okay, so what can I do personally? So I thought, right, well, why not just drum for 10 bands? Mm. Let's, make it, let's, make it a, let's make it a charity challenge. Let's drum for six and a half, seven hours and see what happens at the end. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and what, what happened at the end? <laughs> well, no, nothing. I, I mean, I completed it. I did, uh, yeah, I drummed with t- 10 different bands. So there was bands, there was, so bands like, there was a band called Crescent Halo, um, 40,000 Leagues, uh, Cringe of the Battle Cats, mm-hmm. uh, Deified, um, Scott Beverage Projects, uh, an old band that I used to play called Whipcord, uh, Frozen Shadows, Impavidus, uh, and then there was a, what, what, what was really cool. What I wanted to do was do an all-star covers band. Yeah. So I invited three other guys. So three guys I've never played with, but I respect as musicians, uh, and uh, you know, are in really exceptional bands. So there was Johnny from Archetype, mm. uh, plays guitar. Then there was Arun, or Aaron is sometimes is known as. Uh, he's a guitarist from Beyond Salvation. Mm. And then there was Danny, uh, Danny Demon from Prognosis, who's the bass player. So I thought, you know what? Let's, let's play with these guys and then the idea was then was to invite a separate singer for every single song yeah instead so it got more and more musicians involved in it so i think i think it was around 50 55 different musicians that i played that day yeah in terms of you obviously get involved so the, the only people that weren't allowed to play that day were the drummers <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did you just have a load of drummers standing at the door going nope no, just like, oh. He's not doing it right, is he? No, he's making us a lot of bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But no, you know, the, the drummers in those bands, are, you know, I mean, obviously some of them I was still in uh, bands-wise, but, you know, some of the drummers uh, or some of the bands that I was playing for, the drummers were really very accommodating and very happy for me to... What was nice about it, because of the time restraints we had um, in terms of rehearsals, we, you know, most of them were two or three the rehearsals tops, mm. do you know what I mean? And that, that was it. Um, and they were very accommodating. So it's a case of, you know, in the day, if, you, if you're going to play something slightly different, that's absolutely fine. You know, as long as it doesn't hinder the song, mm. absolutely fine. And they were all accommodating with that because obviously the time restraints we had. Um, and obviously, they did, they, obviously the, the day came to it. And uh, yeah, we got through a day. We, we raised uh, about £2,000. Nice. Uh, so one was for pancreas, which is regards to suicide. Uh, prevention and the other one was regards to the big issue as well so uh, you know raising money for the homeless so I split it between two charities yeah. you know what I mean between them awesome. um, and uh, yeah so sort of did that there's a, there was a video that was made as well so there's like a video on YouTube yeah. uh, drug change video uh, done by uh, Foreshore Media so they do a lot of videos for me at Badger Fest as well yeah. um, and they sort of like put, you know, put it all together sort of thing and then um, yeah so I think um but for back end of last year, for you know, uh, well, but not back end of last year, earlier this year, for you know, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Emily, going for now? Are you going to increase the bands or? Yeah. So, I'm doing it across for 13 bands this year. Yeah. Well, next year, the next May, um, and it's 13 completely different bands as well. So, none of no repeat bands. So, it means I've got to learn more songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, around about 90 songs. Yeah. And I've uh, got to learn over the over the over the year. Over the weekend, or over the days, so we say. Um, and again, raising money for mental health. Um, we're probably going to work with the big issue again because the big issue I thought were really good because they, they you know, they turned up on the day and they really pushed, you know, the donations and they sold like specific, you know, they got T-shirts made for the event and all that kind of stuff as well, which is cool. Um, but what I'm doing this this time instead of what I was doing before was basically playing a set, having a 15 minute break, playing another set, 15 minute break, all the way through the day. Whereas this time I'm going to challenge myself more. So I'm going to play four. I'm going to play four sets back to back. Yeah. Um, have a half an hour break. Another four sets. Half an hour. Four break. Four four sets again. <laughs> uh, and then play like the uh, best part of it, probably an hour and a half to two hour. Yeah. Um, All stars cover set again, sort of thing. So I think that's going to be about seven and a half to eight hours. Jeez, man. I tell you what, this calls for a montage. <laughs> Definitely needs a montage. <laughs> I expect to see you running up those steps in Pennsylvania, you know, Philadelphia, running up those steps. <laughs> yeah, but I'm doing it across two stages, so when I finish one, I'm going to jump to the other stage. Oh man, see, that's even more walking. <laughs> I know, yeah. Even more stress on your legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, man. Well, obviously, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fun anyway. So, and again, you know, because so many people enjoyed it last time, they said it was, it was so much fun, and they said like, you know, they'd love to see it again, sort of thing. So I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try and do it again and up the ante. You know what I mean? That, that, that those are people that love to see you in pain, John. <laughs> that's it you tell them that's it is yeah. <laughs> they're going look you can see him he's if, I, if, I, if I don't if I don't walk afterwards then uh, you know there's a lot of people to blame in that room <laughs> you know. well obviously Covid has, has, has really fucked things up and there's been a massive pressure on the music industry you, you held out with Badgerfest as long as you could and obviously it was two months yeah. before where you just like that that's it and obviously it was when obviously the government announced the further um, further lockdowns and stuff in the Manchester area wasn't it 
Yeah, I mean, it was all it was all going to plan to head. Uh, I was gonna, I told everyone I was going to give it to the 31st of, of August, which would have been a week on Monday, and so it gives six months before. So it gives all the bands plenty of time, and we're not leaving everyone stranded type thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, but as soon as that lockdown came into effect, and they said like, you know, Manchester is a, you know, a, an affected area, but we've got no chance. And in order to in order for the event to be successful, or to be able to you know. Uh, to run correctly, mm. you know, there has to be a certain amount of tickets that have to be sold. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, this, this is the biggest budget fest so far. So in turn, when it's the biggest one, it means there's more money involved. Um, and if we have to do a reduced capacity gig, yeah. uh, one, definitely we're not going to cover the costs. But don't get me wrong, obviously costs are important. And obviously you do want to make sure you do cover all your costs because, you know, on the day that you don't want to run it up at a loss. Yeah. Um, what I would have felt really bad for were the people who one who who ended up getting a ticket. Yeah. Don't but I also would have felt right really bad for the bands because they would have been, they would have essentially been playing to a crowd that can't move. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been fun for really for anyone. So it was a, it was a case of right, you know, let's take the plunge now and 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 tell the bands that we're going to roll over next year. Yeah. And luckily, I think there's only two bands uh, that were unable to play next year. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, every, even, you know, both headlines are both there. I said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. We'll play next year instead for you. Awesome, man. Awesome. Because well, what would have been a bit of a headache if one of the headlines said that they couldn't? Because that's a big, you know, it's easier to replace a, a smaller band. Yeah. But uh, because obviously the headliners are, you know, they're they're the ones who are above the, you know, they're the ones who are top of the well, top you, of the tree. You you build, you build your lineup based on on your headliners, don't you? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Right. And I think a lot of this year has been is, is incredible. There there are so many drums as well. There's a couple of your guys mm. that I'm working with. Um, you know, from Fat Angel. Um so um so yeah, I was really looking forward to it. But you know, these things happen and what we'll do now we've got we've got best part of, you know, twelve months now to promote the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Well, twenty 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 one is 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 still well, is is looking like one of the strongest festival lineups. Um, you know, especially like on Look on on the on the sort of grassroots, you know, breaching into like this the the three hundred three hundred five hundred capacity venue, uh, yeah. You know, like it's it's one of those things. It's 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 a solid lineup, and every one of those bands is is killer. I've you know I've either heard and seen, or I've heard yeah. amazing things about. So you know you've got an amazing lineup. Uh, it's a wicked venue. Uh, so obviously I, I I wish you all the best with uh, obviously the future. Uh, and obviously the future of Badger Fest and, and drumming up change. Uh, hope your legs um, are still working after drumming up change. No, so well, thank you very much for chatting us, uh, chatting with us here at the Radio Edge. Uh, great, great to speak to you, man. Thank you very much, mate. Take care. All the best, mate. You too.